Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slam Fire Radio. This is episode 407 for June 3rd, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel. I'm Kyle, the lunatic. I'm Mo. And I'm Kelly. There we go. You know what? You guys are so it. much better than Dave and Trevor. Like, <laughs> seriously, you guys don't screw it up ever. Like, twice. Okay. Got you the know show notes know. open. Yeah. Two for two. Yeah. <laughs> It's so much Let's better than two. yeah the old hosts. Glad you got rid of them. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> they're listening. I know. Yeah. That's why I said it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, when we get into what we did in guns, what we did with guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Right now, they have the Benelli M4 Tactical Titanium Edition. Titanium. Titanium, which means it's like got some cool coating on there. It's yeah. coated. Yeah. Looks yeah. Now, what's the price difference between the titanium and the normal? Mm, this one's twenty eight hundred. Uh, I don't know what a regular M four would go for. This is like the mm. fixed stock with the pistol grip on it, rather than the uh, telescoping rod one. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know what a standard Benelli M four goes for. I think it's about twenty four or twenty five. Yeah, four twenty five. So this that is about like right. three hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To get the Cerakoting on there. Yeah, titanium. Maybe it's got some titanium, some real titanium in there, or maybe it's just a paint coat. I don't know. Anyways, that's what you can check out at the uh, Calgary Shooting Center. Uh, why don't we start with uh, Kelly? Why don't you tell us what you did in guns this week? So guess what? I went and did some reloading. I did. I went over to Kelly's place and uh, the twenty eight gauge. So. Here's the deal. I don't have room here. Remember that whole reloading thing that episode that we did and having enough room, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went over to Kelly's place and we set up some reloading equipment there because she has a uh, basement as well as reloading benches and so much room where we can actually do this. Not only that, we can turn on some music and we can actually dance as we reload, which we did. Party. Weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't drink as we were doing it because we thought that would be a bad idea because we tend to drink a lot when we're together. Anyways, <laughs> so... <laughs> We went through and I was able to deep prime all the 28 gauge that we have collected over the last little while, as well as some of the stuff that uh, we have had donated to us by one of our friends, the listeners of the show, Ross. So uh, I was able to deep prime all of those. And we have some stuff coming in so that we can reload that. But Kelly was also doing some nine mil reloading as well. So we were able to get that done. And then we actually went out to the range and shot that, practiced a little bit for the upcoming black badge that's about to happen. Yeah, well, my CZ Shadow, the first magazine that was in, I blew it fiber optic in the front of it. So I have to go and get that replaced. Um, but the black badge, remember last week when I said that I didn't know when it was going to be taking place? Well, mm-hmm. uh, we got a, a notification that it's going to be happening on the 9th 
10th and 11th of July, so which is free Ooh. for me. So I'm Good. Gonna, I'm signed up for that. So Black Badge will be taking um, place, but it means, yeah, we went to the range and it was not good. Just telling you, letting you know that. Did you did you have replacement uh, fiber optic yet? No, not yet. Do you so. want me to mail you some? Mm, sure, if you want to, or I can I can just go to. If you go pick it up, um, you can get two kinds. You can get like the little short, like pre-cut ones. Don't yeah, get those. Oh, get the longer ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then just melt it yourself. Yeah. That's that's the way to roll with that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, are, are you, yeah. which color are you going to go? Are you going to go green? Are you going to red? Probably red. Red was in there before. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. You can cut it a little bit long, and then when you melt, melt it at it. the end, you can get a nice big dot at the end of that. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I need to go and get that. And I also met up with Josh V and gave him his new receiver and mailed one out as well. So it's nice to see Josh. He, uh, we made up on a regular, actually. I need to get him. I need to get a new appliance from him, by the way. I forgot to ask him about that. The other thing that happened was Adriel. Adriel sent me a new mic and a new headset. So hopefully the, hopefully the, um, Sound quality is a little bit better. Apparently, you can hear my dogs drinking now, though. So I guess there's no hum anymore. <laughs> yeah, no more hum. Can, do, do you have it on the arm? Could you put it closer to you? Like this? Do you want me to talk like this? The <laughs> Joe Rogan thing. Put it like right in front of you. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let me know. Is this too close? No. Okay. Well, it's dripping. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It it doesn't always do this. It usually doesn't do this. I just have to make an order. (laughs) 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 Better? Just got to torque on it a bit. Yeah. Yeah, So we got a new headset and a new mic set up. So thank you very much to Adriel. He ordered the headset yesterday and it came today. It was awesome. And yes. The mic, he is two days as well. So everybody go to Amazon.ca. Mm. <laughs> the other thing that was happening was I did have a few me- meetings this week. Uh, just wanted to actually say that Project Maple Seed, I wanted to give a huge shout out to, we solidified some of our national sponsors. So I just wanted to give a huge shout out to the CCFR for once again coming on as a national sponsor. We have a new national sponsor as well. It's the CanadaGunStore.ca. They've come on board and we have a new platinum sponsor as well. It's PGW. PGW is actually sponsors for the past couple of years, but they're, they're back on board as a platinum sponsor this year. And mm-hmm. uh, with that, we might have something coming up soon with respect to that. So just hold tight. You might get to win something really cool. Mm. That's it. So cool. Mo, Mo, what did you do in guns this week? On Saturday, I drove to Guelph, Ontario for my IPSC match. It was four stages. Um, in the spirit of uh, being more positive, uh, stage one was a excellent learning opportunity. Uh, on, uh, I mean, something I should, I, I do know on stage planning and memorization and visualization. And uh, I learned my lesson. And then stage two, three, and four were better. And I mean, it was reinforced to me too the next day when I was driving back to Quebec that um, I could close. Well, not driving, but I could go, I could think about the last three stages and remember every detail of where the targets were, the distance, and like count them out. But with stage one, I couldn't. So obviously, I didn't have it in my head. Um, 
the next day I stuck around to uh, shoot some skeet with my friend Darren. Uh, he did pretty well. I didn't harm many clay pigeons, so but it, it, we still had a lot of fun. Um, I had signed up for another match in Guelph for this this coming weekend, but I had to cancel because uh, I had a little bit of trouble getting through the border Saturday morning. No and, way. Uh, yeah. And uh, well, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Let's just say I had a medical reason that they allowed me to go through. So, okay. But I, <laughs> I had a feeling that I would be able to pull it off two times in a row. So I had to cancel. And I, apparently the borders are going to open up in a Well, just tell me you're weeks. coming to see your wife in Kingston and I'll vouch for you. Oh, yeah? Okay. okay. <laughs> well, I actually said I'm, I was visiting family and my kids and, they, and they, that wasn't good enough. Oh, serious? So, yes. Yes, that wasn't good enough. So, so, so you were stopped coming in to Ontario? No, uh, yeah, from Quebec. Uh, yeah, crossing on the 401. They kind of, they're where the, there's like a, um, a service stop and uh, they kind of pull you over and then they start asking you questions. That's and, serious. Uh, yeah, yeah. This was on the 401. It wasn't a, uh, over the, uh, in Ottawa. It was on the 401. No, no, it was uh, on the 401. Just uh, yeah. like, just right before one of the service stops. And then they like, they pull you into the service stop and they start, uh, Grilling, grilling you. Grilling you. Papers, so, please. So yeah. Was, was it the OPP or was it the obviously it was yeah, the OPP? It was OPP yeah. yeah. But they, you know what? They they were really nice. They were nice. Well, so good. yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, it would have been an hour, a waste of an hour drive, you know, to that point and then turning mm-hmm. around. And then I wouldn't have been pretty, I wouldn't have been too happy missing the match. Did you say want to see my guns, officer? <laughs> you know what i had a i had a rifle case back there which was like on the seat was folded down and yeah. they didn't say anything about it. the the officer did notice i had a smith and wesson cap on the dash yeah, and yeah. Uh, he saw the logo in the back so he says uh, are you opp and i laughed and i said no why he goes oh your hat and then i actually said oh i'm a gun guy and they just kind of like chuckled and that was it but they didn't uh oh. you know didn't ask any questions okay you should have said yeah <laughs> yeah, I have, uh, Go ahead. yeah i have two two pistols a rifle a shotgun about 700 rounds of ammo something like that <laughs> take down uh, in the parking lot that's what i would happen yeah and then uh and then my last thing um i was gonna do another show and tell because i know kelly really enjoyed it last week I do. and um i'm just gonna take off my headphones for a sec so you're, i'm gonna go from dork okay It's super dork. Oh, I like those. <laughs> to, to super oh, dork. No, no, I really like those. Okay, are those prescription? Yeah, so they're prescriptions. So they're the Hunter's HD uh, Gold. Nice. Yeah. And they um, they were good for the match. So, I mean, they do work for that. But the, the drive was so much better, too. Mm-hmm. Because when it was starting to get dusky, like, I could still... See it, as if it was daylight, so that's why they say that, right? Yeah, and I, I, I literally pulled them down for a second. I'm like, wow, it's dark outside, and I put them back on, and I, you know, the light was still good, so okay. they're even good driving glasses as well. And I mean, I look and I look cool as well, so where, yeah, so, where did you get those? I ordered them right from the from their website because you can't really get the prescription like in store anywhere, okay, you know, here yeah, in it, Canada, anyway. So, how was the cost? Oh, uh, with uh, it was. Did you have to mortgage your house again? It was three seventy five US, and oh, so yeah, about, you did. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can't, I can't do too many more show and tells, or else I'll be doing the next show from an alley 
with my, <laughs> with my computer on a dumpster. So, so how were they like middle of the day, bright sun Fantastic. with the yellow lenses? Fantastic. I mean, at first you have to get used to seeing everything in yellow, but then you get you just get used to it, and then everything just looks good. So mm-hmm. yeah, nice. And that's Walked it for me. The blue. Yeah. Cool. How do I look? Do I look good? <laughs> <laughs> did the yellow lenses help? Yeah, did the yellow lenses help? How about the grotto there? Uh, all right. Kyle, why don't you uh, tell us what you've been up to? Well, first off, we're in my uh, – got my Kentucky Ballistics T-shirt in, so. Oh, nice. Just uh, put it. <laughs> I love that. So that come in. Uh, I forgot to do it last week, but just recently got uh, proof barrel in for my hunting rifle. So I'm going to rechamber it. Ooh. It's currently in 25-06, and this is in 280 AI. Nice. Ooh, I like yeah. that cartridge. Okay. Yeah, so now I just got to find a stock. Don't know what I'm going to go with for a stock because it's a bigger barrel than what's on their factory. So that's going to get done for hunting season. Uh, did a little bit of dry fire, getting ready to go for the hunting season. I'm going to lead Mo on because he knows what's coming. And uh, But also uh, some wheeling and dealing with a buddy of mine and picked up this Zev OZ9. Nice. Sweet. So, That's nice. So, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Zev developed. Um, one thing about this is I'm hoping that I can get a Timney trigger to pop in there. I've heard rumors that you can, so I'm going to be talking to Timney and try and get a trigger to throw in there. And another thing. Oh, we're having no luck with the internet today. No. Oh, that's no. special. Oh, all right there. Oh, new gun stuff. We're not on new gun stuff. No, we're not. Why is it saying new gun stuff for the banner though? Let's have a look. I don't know. Did that. Yeah. All right. Change it back Gr- to that one. Gremlins tonight. Mm-hmm. Lots of gremlins. Lots <laughs> of gremlins. Okay. Well, I'll, I guess I'll do what I did against for, for now. Mm. Uh, I got some uh, numberage stuff in. So uh, uh, now I've actually got two orders coming in. My first one was uh, with oh, like some bands and that kind of thing. So I got like a mid band. I got a four of the band at the end and a buddy of mine got the rear band because there's three on a, a number four so i've got those all coming in uh and then let me just remove this kyle there we go uh sorry kyle i was just talking about uh, my number stuff are you back oh now oh, we have no audio is, uh, wow. there we go there's some issues everywhere tonight <laughs> there we go yeah sorry you're you're telling us about your uh, oz9 there yeah so these ones come with a RMR cut for the dot. This yeah. one, if you can see that logo, is not an RMR. So this is one of very few that are cut for the Loophole Delta Point Pro. Oh, cool. So buddy of mine was looking to get rid of it, so we did some wheeling and dealing, and going to okay. try this out for some Ipsic. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's a nice air clip finish on it, too. Yeah. 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 Cool. And I was supposed to go sh- RO a rimfire precision match this weekend, but found out 
yesterday that it got canceled due to COVID. So damn COVID. Yeah. Shouldn't be long. Shouldn't be long and yeah. that'll yeah. stop. Yeah. Okay. But other than that, Adriel, would you like to continue with your new gun stuff or your Yeah. But you yeah. <laughs> Num rich and stuff. Yeah. So I got a bunch of like old stinky, like greasy parts for an infield and those those came in. Uh did a bit more gunsmithing, working on the uh, stock for that one. How close uh, are you to finishing? Not close yet. Not okay. close yet. The thing is, like, um, with a project like this where, like, I don't really know what I know, um, I might find that I'm 10% in. I might find that I'm 90% in. I don't, okay. I don't know. It, it really depends on how the fitment uh, all lines up. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been thinking about glass bedding a couple of surfaces on the inside there. Okay. Uh, I was watching, I think I mentioned last week, I was watching Rifle Chair's uh, video showing some of the different bedding styles. And mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I liked the number four Mark One Star T, whatever, the sniper version. They had, they had, they had um, a version of it that, that they used some epoxy glass bedding on uh, a couple of the surfaces that I really liked. I like epoxy for like repeatability. If you, if you glass bed a rifle and you go put it back in, especially a wood rifle, that's like so sensitive to bedding tip uh, pressures and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to glass. I'm probably going to glass a couple of those spots just to you give know that what? repeatability. Yep. Everything that you just said means that, you know, much, much more than me. So. I'm watching some YouTube videos, okay. uh, but other than that, I would say I don't really know a whole okay. lot uh, so about it. You've been watching YouTube videos. You actually mm-hmm. have been talking to a lot of people. Um, I'm assuming that you've been talking to a Rifle Chair about it as well. You've been getting. Uh, I've been watching his YouTube videos. Okay. And I like been, comment a couple of times. Okay. Have you been getting comments and feedback from other people as well, based on yep. inquiries? Yep. Yeah. Other people telling me what I need to be doing. Okay. And what, like, what are you doing for this? It's like, I don't know. Now that you've asked, I, this must be a nuanced thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll keep working are, on it. Are you enjoying, because it's something new for you. Are you enjoying it? Uh, yes. Like there's some parts of it that are kind of frustrating. It's not building an AR, right? Like no. uh, I could get it in a, a box of AR parts and have an AR in, a, in an hour. And uh, this is not that, <laughs> not at all. Um, but that's okay because I don't, I don't like. I'm not pressed to use that gun right right now, uh, so it's okay. I think it's it's fine that that's that's what the weird is, and I am uh, I'm enjoying some of the woodworking. So yeah, yeah, it's been good. I would say that if you want to do it, uh, it's a lot more involved than you think it is. There's a lot more fitting. Okay. Uh, like with the stocks, I'll take the butt plate, for example, the butt plate needs quite a bit of fitting and then you need to fit the stock so that it matches up with the butt plate too. Mm-hmm. So belt sander, uh, drawing line, sanding, fitting up the butt plate. Oh, it's not quite there. So Let's do some more sanding. So, so it's a lot of, is not tremble. Not, it's not, it's not like take, take the thing, you'll know, hit it with some chisels a couple times and then slap it together and you're done. It's, it's very far from that. Mm-hmm. Although it's not like building a piano. It's somewhere between AR and piano. That's, that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> Putting together a lever action uh, rifle. Uh, that can be pretty tough. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, right. Yes, I do. Sold some guns. Sold. Uh, oh, I had yeah. a 20 gauge, uh, a 510 Mossberg Bantam, um, which I just didn't use it a lot. Kid didn't use it a lot. Mostly when we go shooting grouse, we'd use 22s. Because uh, we don't flush them out here or use dogs, we just kind of see them on the ground and we shoot them in the face mm-hmm. and Thank eat them. them. Yeah, right. yeah. So, so um, 
I actually took a look at your list. You don't have a lot left on your list. Your it's list is on, yeah, your list was on hunting gear, uh, hunting gear guide.com, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Anyways, yeah. so I did have a look, but I also actually, I really enjoyed reading through all your reviews on, you know, the selling properties of the stuff that you're selling. Mm-hmm. I still haven't sold the Terra, and I think it's because I, I gave it such a shit review. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I was reading that. I'm going, yeah. Hey, did you sell the WK? No, I didn't, I didn't sell that one okay, yet Okay, talk either. to me after. Okay. Um, yeah, I have them priced pretty good. Um, so I sold some more. I'm going to go actually after the show here and go mail one. Uh, I shipped some patches. So if I went through the email and got some patches out there. And uh, I got some swag, too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. He has much better swag than we do. I was real jet. Like when I opened it, I'm like, oh, I mailed him like a patch and a sticker. And this is like, (laughs) this is the stuff I got back. Like, geez, I'm a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) We have to come up with some really good. We have to come up with some swag and send it out to some people. Yeah, that's why I immediately immediately asked you. I'm like, Kate, we need some more patches. We need some more of this. We need some more of that. Oh, I also shipped some stuff to Kyle and Mo. So. You guys have some uh, packages uh, on the way, or Kyle, yours should be there. If it's not there today, it should be like tomorrow. You need Great. To uh, yeah, you're muted there. Yeah. I get the pop up, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Swag. Oh, and then I'm doing a ladies' day this weekend. So in Alberta here, we're back to stage one, which means 10 people per bay kind of a thing. So we're going Where's to do ladies', ladies day? day. Chess. Oh, you guys are doing Ladies' Day? Mm-hmm. Nobody talked Saturday. to me. Okay. What's that about? All right. <laughs> it's Ladies' Day. I don't okay. know. I'm not. I, I, I am being told what to do on this one, which is nice. Uh, I'm just going to do some 22 stuff. Okay. Loading Weird. eggs. I'm going to be a, a mag loader. Uh, that's going to be my job. On 22? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm also going to show people what to do, but mostly like most of the gigs just loading the eggs. <laughs> takes less time to unload them by firing than it does to load them. Hey. Okay. Uh and I think that's about it. I think yeah, I think that's about it for me right now. Cool. Uh, why don't we get into upcoming events? Upcoming events are sponsored by Telos Alpha. Telos Alpha is a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the firearms vertical. They help with business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. Uh, for upcoming events, well, there's a Chaz Lady Day, Ladies' Day this uh, this Saturday. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. So if you're a lady in the Edmonton area and you're like, you know what? I want to go shoot some guns. Go to Chaz on Saturday at like, I don't know, eight. Just like roll in there. Don't need a pal or anything like that. Just roll in and, you know, we'll uh, we'll get some guns in your hands. Cool. Uh, there's going to be a Lee Enfield shoot June 20th at Chaz. For more information on that, head on over to the Facebook page. Uh, there's going to be Maple Seeds at BTSA June 24th and 25th. Um, right now we have them limited to, uh, according to the Alberta Stage 1 uh, restrictions, which are 10 people max, including instructors. So we have those limited to seven. Um, I predict those are going to increase and we're going to have more room. So if you want to go to a maple seed, uh, at BTSA, June 24th, 25th, sign up for the wait list on either of those events. I checked it's open. It's ready to be ready to go. Uh, so wait list for those events, because likely what's going to happen is, 
uh, June 10th or June 12th or whatever, the Alberta government's going to announce that we can do up to 20 and we're going to open those up and I'm going to go start with the people who are on the wait list. That's so, uh, that'll be the, uh, that'll be the first one that's, uh, reopened after our May start <laughs> in Alberta <laughs> here, which would be nice. Mm. Yeah. And, oh yeah, Chaz three got opened up as well. So that's, yeah, uh, are so our next, our next event, the registration's opening in an hour. In an I'm, hour. I'm going to try to get in. Yeah, so the registration is opening in an okay, hour. Okay, we need I'm, to finish the show. I need to be here <laughs> and on this computer. For, yes. We can still be here. I'm just going to be typing here. madly, okay. furiously yeah. <laughs> in the background. So okay, I need to yeah. get that registration in in under a minute or I'm not getting a spot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, How many people yeah. for the 12th? Uh, I think it's 10 per bay. So I think it's 50. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Small okay. one. Small yeah. one. <laughs> uh, let's get into the news. Uh, let's see here. CCFR legal fund donations. Uh, Kelly, did you want to cover this? Okay. So there is currently no updates on group donations, but uh, they're still doing the uh, neon sign. So go on over to their website. It's $10 per entry and it's uh, one of those neon signs. It's actually a three foot sign and it says these guns are not for sale. So if you go to memberships, firearms rights, ca and it's sign contest and just uh go and donate there every ten dollars that you actually uh submit you'll get an entry and to win one of those beautiful signs i want it i need it for my my girl cave lady cool cave that'd be cave. perfect for like a kid's room too yes yeah, yeah. good good light light yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so exactly that mm-hmm Yep. Uh, or against new gun stuff. New gun stuff is sponsored by Bolt Action Coffee. Bol- uh, Slamfire Radio is now a brand ambassador for Bolt Action Coffee. The coffee is roasted in small batches and is quite honestly some of the best coffee you can get your hands on. Send it to your house by going to boltactioncoffee.com. Discount code SLAMFIRE. Uh, I got a couple here that I found. Uh, this first one here, let me get the screen share going so people can yeah. see. What we got going here. This first one's at uh, Bullseye. They've got Fiocchi uh, dummy 12-gauge shells. Now, uh, I typically get these from Brownells, but you got to get a, a pack of 25, and you got to pay the duty and all that nonsense. Uh, these are boxes of 10, which is enough for uh, for three-gun practice and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're 12 bucks. Super reasonably priced. Very clearly a dummy, a dummy shell. Um, so if you want to practice loading your shotgun for three-gun, and you should probably do that. Uh, you should get a box of these from uh, from Bullseye North. Sweet. They even yeah. say three gun on them. Look at that. 3G plus JM. Is that Jerry Mitchellick? Is that the yep. idea? Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Let's say it is. Yep. Interesting. It's a good price for dummy rounds. Yeah. Yeah. It's and the nice thing is that they're very clearly dummy rounds. They they're you know, you can make them yourself just by like, I don't know, cutting them and throwing some paper and pellets and whatever in there but it's not clearly not a shotgun shell right so it's nice to oh, get those for sure like i set up a single stage and it's shells but i make sure i use a different color but yeah those are great mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh this next one this is kind of new uh wolverine supplies has the bnt apc9 match nine millimeter they've got them in non-restricted lengths so this is a, a nine millimeter uh, pcc and uh, they got them at Wolverine, and it's uh, 
B&T is like what Bruger and Thomet, Bruger and Thomet, something like that. Yeah, they're they're pricey. They're uh, they're premium priced. It's pricey. Four thousand yes. dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's four thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, very fancy, very oh. fancy. And then this next one, this is a little bit uh, not ominous. It's like mysterious. Maple Ridge and Victory Sport, uh, Ridge Sports, uh, they are having a big sale tomorrow. And they Ooh. say, you got to sign up to their mailing list to get access to it. Maybe it's receivers. I don't know. But there's a question mark in front of it. So maybe but they're it, just fooling us. It looks like a receiver. So but there's a question mark. But What's it's a question mark. Mean? I don't know. Oh, all the big mystery. deals coming tomorrow. It's so mysterious. Deals. Unlimited quantity mm. items. Mm. Mm. What does that mean? Uh, who Maybe. knows? Who knows? Maybe. 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 That'd be cool. Go and do that over at our friends at um, Maple Ridge. In Victory. Yeah, yeah. Victory. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. okay. Well, why don't we get on to the main topic? All right. And for our main topic, we have Bill. Bill, why don't you uh, introduce us? Uh, sorry, introduce yourself and, uh, and introduce your uh, company. Well, I call myself Cedar Ridge Retrievers. Uh, I've had uh, retrievers on, and um, yeah, I've had dogs uh, retrievers since 1980. I got my first one, and uh, here I am now, and I compete uh, across Canada, across the U.S. Uh, in retriever field trials. I did a little bit of hunt test stuff, and uh, was part of a group that uh, got together with the rules committee and made up the rules for the hunt test stuff. But primarily, I'm a field trial guy. I have uh, guys come in and uh, give them a hand with their gun dogs, their duck hunting dogs, and uh, try and help them out, get them in the right direction, get them so they've got a pretty decent partner to, uh, you know, to hunt with. Occasionally, we have a, a litter of puppies here and, yeah, go from there. That's kind of it. That's kind of the Reader's Digest version of uh, what's going on. I'm retired, so this is a hobby, like uh, now, and uh, the full-time hobby, I guess you'd call it. So. Full-time hobby. It's always good to stay busy. Uh, you mentioned there that you go to competitions. This is like, you're blowing my mind. I've never heard of this kind of thing. What do you, got, what do, you do in a in a retriever competition? Oh, oh yeah, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I call it the uh, the my dog's better than your dog. Thing. And that's how it started in the U.S. back in the late 30s, where a bunch of guys were sitting around going, yeah, I've got a great retriever. And, you know, the other guy says, no, no, mine's better. Yeah, prove it. So let's go throw some birds for it and see my dog's better. And it just kind of morphed itself into uh, competitions now. There's retrieving competitions in Europe as well. I mean, uh, the field trials at the Queen's Labradors go through. The, those competitions are a little bit different than what we do here. But uh, nonetheless, it's all about sitting there and watching birds be shot or fall and then go and pick it up and bring it back. Oh, so there's, there's, there's live birds that are coming the, down then. The retrieving competitions. So you, you guys are actually like Sorry, know, setting you. doves. Uh, you're, you're setting out doves or something like that and shooting them. And then the dogs got like you, you're going on speed or, or how's how's that work? Well, for the competition, so in the U.S., they will shoot live birds. But here in Canada, mm -hmm. of course, we can't because of the restrictions from the criminal code. So we use birds that have been raised specifically for that purpose. They've been gassed, and and uh, we take them out. And you 
fire and make a, you've got a noise maker, fire a blank pistol, that kind of thing, make a noise like, uh, and it's supposed to simulate a bird being flushed and a guy shooting it, the bird falls. The dog uh, is back with the handler. It's called a non-slip retriever. So he's not out flushing pheasants, that style mm-hmm. of stuff. I'm not out in front of you, he's here beside you. And uh, yeah, the dog out, he goes, gets it and comes back with it, or she, in theory. Huh. And uh, so, the more complicated the tests get, or the older the dogs are, the better they're training. Then uh, they'll throw four birds at a time in a field or four birds at a time out in a swamp someplace. And the dog's got to go and retrieve each one individually and not go back to where it's been. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, it can be very difficult, like up to four or 500 yards away and that kind of stuff. So you can imagine a dog that's going to swim, swim that far. Sometimes that one test can take... Uh, 35, 40 minutes from the start to the finish. So it's hmm. a, it's a bit of an endurance thing as well. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's really interesting. I hadn't heard of that before. Uh, I guess like, yeah, it makes sense. So so you take uh, uh, gas birds and what do you got, like an air cannon or like a big slingshot or like how do you how do you throw them out there? I'm hoping so, yes, there are, there are some like slingshots that guys use. Uh, other guys just mm-hmm. roll them by hand. Okay, so. yeah. Again, it's supposed to simulate a uh, uh, you walking through the field and kicking up a bird and it flushes and flies away from you and you shoot it. Only maybe it, it uh, flew across a drainage ditch and you can't get it. And so your buddy down the road or down the field, he has a dog. The dog watched the bird fall. He, he sends his dog. It goes and picks it up. That's, gotcha, that's kind gotcha. of the genesis of it. Yeah, that's really interesting. What... Um what kind of dogs are, are typical for uh, for this kind of thing? Like what what breeds of dogs? So, well, if if you can imagine in the hunt test world, it's a little the the um, requirements are not quite as as uh, crazy as they are in the field trial world. And the hunt test people, you can have any kind of. I'll get it straight now, but standard poodles can compete, and Nova Scotia duck tollers and any retriever. Okay. That's yep. for the retriever hunt tests. In a field trial, it's just uh, uh, Labrador or like retrievers, and that's Labs and Goldens and Chesapeake's and uh, flat coats and Irish water spaniels are the other ones. And you don't see very many Irish water spaniels, although there's a girl not far from me here who comes out, and I give her a hand with her Irish water spaniels, and, you know, they go out and do their stuff. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How often do you see a standard poodle as uh, one of the dogs? In the hunt test game, you know, funny, probably more often than you would think, but uh, there's people across Canada that have them. There's some people that live not far from here who uh, they did at one time run their dog in the hunt test. And, yeah, and that's <laughs> that's just, that same standard poodle is one that's won some competitions for in grooming and stuff across the States. It's uh it's really, it's a very nice looking dog, but hey, the guy takes a goose hunting. You guys ever see the episode of uh, uh, all Duck those fools from down in Louisiana? Duck Dynasty guys when Cy had yeah. the uh, apricot yeah. colored poodle out? Yeah. 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 Got made fun of, but the dog actually did really well. That's what I was wondering. I'm, I'm wondering how, how often uh, you mentioned it, and I was kind of, oh, okay. So, you know what? I couldn't really say. How often I know there are some people around though that do compete in them, and yeah, it's not uncommon, that's for sure. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, and then, like, 
what's what's typically involved with like training a dog from like uh uh do you train them from a pup or a little bit older and and then how how long does it take to to train them up to be a proper retriever well here here i love telling this story so you can picture as a kid um and I'll get to I'll get to the answer. But as a kid, I heard all these stories from my parents and my uncles about great retrievers that they had. They grew up with. Right. So as I get older, I, I'm duck hunting and hanging out with a buddy, a guy I grew up with. And he uh, he has himself a dog, a Chesapeake Bay retriever. And we go hunting off a of wolf island one day. I'm amazed. The dog leaps into the water after this coot that he shot, swims out, picks it up, brings it back. I'm going, holy man, I cannot like that was great like i'm really i'm doing this i'm slack jawed i can't believe it he says well my cousin is having a litter so go out see his cousin yeah 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 sure you can have a dog so i buy a dog 250 bucks back in 1980 and i thought i was paying a lot of money anyway i pick up the puppy at seven weeks and i'm leaving saying hey thanks a lot see you later he says uh well what are you doing next week nothing well come on out we'll go training this is training training for what he says, well, you have to tra- train these things. I said, what? I said, yeah, yeah you got to train these things. So here I am at seven weeks old, thinking, like, I'm thinking I have a buddy this fall that's going to go duck on him. Life is good. No, I didn't train. And that's kind of what started it for me is about three or four times a week. And we started off just throwing pigeon wings and then pigeons and birds and bumpers and stuff for them. Yeah. So it starts early. It starts really early. At seven weeks, we get up continues from there. Formal training really doesn't start until their teeth, their good teeth come in. And so that's after six, seven months. And every dog is different, so it depends upon their prey drive and how really crazy they are to retrieve, how much you can do with them. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bill, are you, in a, are you in a spot where you several could... Several dog um, here that I'm still getting out four times a week. Uh, where were we? We were talking about... Uh, training. Uh, you were telling us about the story about uh, uh, you had just got the dog and then you were going to go home because you spent $250 and it should be trained for $250 from, from birth, right? It should just be in their genes. And and your buddy had said, hey, what are you going to do next Yeah, weekend? well, that's what I figured. I figured it was all, yeah. Just, to, to, you know what, they just did it naturally. And I'm, I'm still with you, yeah. Perfect. All right, go. yeah, so we're, we're, we're just getting into your... Uh, your story about uh, getting the getting that first retriever and uh, just getting into training. Yeah, so I buy the uh, I buy this puppy at seven weeks and uh, I'm leaving and the guy says to me, uh, "So what are you doing next week?" I said, nah, "Nothing." He said, "Well, come on, it will train." I said, "Well, more like, what do you mean train? Like, train? I thought these things were just going to do it naturally, right?" No, no, no come on, you got to train. So that's what started it. That's how I got started. Anyway, I started going out three or four times a week and training with this seven-week-old puppy, and it just kind of morphed from there. We were out training. He says, hey, let's go to the they're having a fun trial, the Retriever Club. Well, we drive down to Gananoque to this fun trial, and my dog did really good in it, and I was amazed. I mean, I was happy, and then started going to some field, some regular field trials with her, and she was just a baby, and we did really well in those too. And I, the bug bit, and yeah, here we are. This is forty-one years later. I'm still doing it. So, <laughs> and, and when you when you train a dog up, uh, what's what's involved with it? Just like 
trying to get that uh, that prey drive going, and then uh, trying to get him to like what what are the what are the steps that you'd need to take? Well, that's essentially it, right? Like, so the first step is buying the puppy, is choosing the puppy, is finding a reputable breeder, finding a pedigree that you know has a decent decent hunting background to it, and not just taking the person's word for it, right? You have to investigate them. So you wouldn't just go to the internet and go, hey, Mike Smith there, he's got he's got dogs for sale and call him up and he says, yeah, yeah, these are great hunting dogs. So you wouldn't just believe him. I would hope that you would talk to somebody who's got a dog, who knows somebody with a dog, somebody you can trust that by word of mouth can point you in the right direction and then go from there and then have a look at the dog's pedigree and see where the titles are and not titles but competition uh, hunting titles that kind of stuff and once you've chosen that puppy and got it and it's home then the big thing is you, you want to teach it start teaching it how to learn that's the key if that makes any sense at all you know like with biscuits and chug wieners and things like that you teach them get their vocabulary going you also teach them you know or, or not teach but try and bring out that prey drive in them and get them going and Get them retrieving, get them crazy to retrieve. One step leads to another, and they get older and keep adding the elements of difficulty to them. And it's tough to explain because it's a long process. You just don't get a dog, and three weeks before you go hunting, go buy a bumper from Canadian Tire and start throwing it for it and expect it to retrieve, expect it to li- pay attention, listen, come back, sit, hold the bumper, deliver the hand, do all of that kind of stuff. And then you've got to shoot over them, and then you've got to get birds and get them used to delivering birds to hand. It's uh, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do, but it's not an insurmountable challenge either. After you get into the groove, it's uh, it's easy, I say. And your company, do you um, what do people do? Do you just train dogs and then just buy them trained and ready to rock and roll, or do they go there for training classes or like what's the what, what how do you help people i guess uh, get their dog trained up or just buy it off the shelf can you buy a dog off the shelf i'll give you another story so a buddy a guy i knew knows a guy and this guy calls me up he says hey i, I got a rescue dog he said uh, and i want to hunt he's a big hunter i won't mm-hmm. hunt this dog so come on out and he shows me his rescue dog and it's about four months old and he, I see what it's doing and how it's going. And so I give him some tips. You got to do A, B, C, and D. You do this, do that, do this, and come back and see me next week. So good for this guy. He does all of these things, comes back, and we continue. And it was about a year process. And that dog is, was, until he hurt his shoulder, was renowned amongst the goose hunting and duck hunting guys in this area. He was a really, really very good retriever. And he was a rescue. But Interesting. I guess to answer your question, that's kind of what I'm doing is like a guy will come out and I'll have a look at their dog. And you try and figure out how their lifestyle is and fits. If it fits that they can come out and train five days a week, then I say, come on out, come on out, come on out. We'll train. And if not, you know, depending on their work schedule and family and all the rest of that stuff, life is a big balance nowadays. So if I give them some ideas on what to do. Go do it. And then, and I know when they show up next week, I know whether they've been doing it or not. It's pretty obvious, right? So it almost sounds like a like a personal trainer, like someone who'd be helping. And when those guys are here, I get them to help me. Well, yeah, maybe, 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 yeah. 
but it's more like you're training. And, and I've had lots of people show up. That's a big, big part of it. Yeah. Is showing, showing the owner what to do and helping them out. Cause you know what you can say, you, I can tell them, you know, make the dog sit and they look at me. Well, well, sit, 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 you know, they'll say sit 17 times to the dog and nothing happens. No, no, no. You have to make the dog sit. Now that's part of that teaching it at an early age, how to learn. Right. So if you continue to nag that dog and say sit five times before you push it down or spank its butt, it's going to know that it just has to, maybe after the sixth one, I have to sit down. Yeah. Training the train, training the, uh, the owner is maybe a little easier way of looking at it, but once you show them what to do and guys that are good or girls that are good about it and they pick up on it, you know what, then you're off to the races and then you get into the groove and away you go. Yeah. And between, uh, between like, Upland versus uh, like water dogs, where, where you're going waterfowling. Is there a difference in the breeds that you would choose for those two different ones, or are they pretty much the same? Or uh... well, it depends. It really depends on what kind of hunting you do. So if you duck hunt and you pheasant hunt, you know what? A Labrador is a good choice. I've got a friend of mine who's from Sudbury. He has Springer Spaniels. He field trials his Springer Spaniels. He duck hunts his Springer Spaniels, and of course, he hunts them. And a Springer Spaniel field trial is totally different than a Retriever field trial. Totally different. But again, it depends on what it is you want to do. If you were just hunting quail or a rough grouse, I would say go get a, a pointing dog and hook mm. up with a pointing dog trainer and, again, do the same thing, whether it's a flushing dog or a pointing dog. You hook up with somebody and you get some referrals as to who's uh, who's good to hang out with and learn from and go from there and buy a buy a good dog decent breeding and then pay attention to what you're told and bring that out but yeah so if i was uh, just hunting for me but because i hunt some pheasants and game farms and because i hunt ducks i like my labrador hmm yeah yeah i'm primarily doing well, i do a lot of grouse uh i guess having a dog point them out to me would be nice because I miss them every once in a while. Like, I'll just walk right past them. <laughs> don't do exactly, a lot of uh, hunting over exactly, dogs yeah. out here. But yeah, yeah, having a pointer would be good. See some of those some of those uh, grouse that you don't get to see. Oh, yeah. And you know what? They have, their noses are just fantastic. This is how a, a friend of mine described a dog's nose. So you, you walk in, it's... Um, what it's thanksgiving day and you walk into your mom's kitchen and you go hey ooh, wow smell that turkey that's fantastic well a dog walks in and he goes oh turkey oh mashed potatoes oh sweet peas oh this oh that oh, oh dessert did i smell dessert did i see apple pie they can smell a gazillion different things and that's it's their sense of smell is incredible you well you picture the uh, uh, the tracking dogs or the drug dogs that, uh, that they train, you know, to discriminate between cocaine and weed or to, to look for lost people and crush vegetation stuff. Like it's crazy. The, uh, the stuff you can get a dog trained to sniff out uh, accelerant detection dogs. And by the way, competition Labradors make great acceleration detection dogs and the great uh, drug dogs it's because hmm. of their prey drive and their desire and their great sense of smell yeah that is interesting i mean i, th I think I, th I saw recently that they could use dogs to detect uh covid in in people 
So, I mean, it's, yeah, there's, there's a, a lot of different uses to, uh, to that kind of a thing. Yeah. No, I, yes. I did see something about that. Yeah. Well, you picture yeah. they use a dog to detect seizures in people, right? Yeah. yeah. There's uh there's a lot that you can get off. Well, I guess that you can get off smell. I can't, someone who's having a seizure doesn't smell any different to me. Cocaine does smell differently than my, to marijuana. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard. I've heard. Yeah. Oh, I'm just joking around. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's so it's really interesting. It sounds like someone would set up like sessions with you and, and you kind of like coach them along. Uh, it's kind of like you're coaching them, but also showing them what to do and, and, uh, and helping out with getting them get their, their dog ready and, and that kind of thing. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And don't, and don't kid yourself. Like I get them to work for me at the same time. So I get them out helping me train my, my dogs. Cause if, if I don't have people there to help me, or if I don't have the slingshot thing, uh, you know what it it makes uh, makes life kind of difficult, right? So you come out, I'll show you some stuff. Now here, grab these bumpers, and out you go in the field and fire the blank pistol and throw it and hide and do all sorts of stuff. So you know what, I'm uh, I'm okay with that. And there's some kids in the area that uh, that I'll hire to go out and throw birds for me and help me train, right? So. How, oh man! But, uh, yeah, I prefer job. somebody who has who has a vested interest in it. Huh? Yeah, let me tell you. Picture that for a summer job. Uh, go to some place like a pro trainer that has thirty or forty dogs he's training every day. You picture what kind of job that would be on one of those half-hour water tests, <laughs> where you're sitting there throwing a lot of stuff and uh, horse flies, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How often are stuff, you going? Uh, how often are you going to these competitions? Are they prevalent here in Canada? Well, before COVID, yeah. Well, before COVID, uh, May and June were probably just about every weekend, and then August and September just about every weekend here in Ontario, Ontario, Quebec, Northern New York State, the U.S. They start their competitions about the middle of January. And they'll go right straight through till December, and virtually every weekend in the U.S. There's one. Is there a lot of money to be one in those? Like, and you, I would in Edmonton. You guys, are the whoever it is that's out in Edmonton, right? I mean, there's a couple of retriever clubs out there, and they have hunt tests mm-hmm. and field trials. There's uh, spaniel clubs out there that are running field trials. I know there was a pointing dog club out there, right? They, there's stuff if you know the right people, you just drop by and watch and see what's going on and go, holy, that's pretty neat. You'd be amazed, actually, to watch some of the stuff that the Spaniels do in the flushing and that the uh, retrievers can do retrieving stuff yeah, on land and water. It's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, it definitely sounds fantastic. Sounds like it would be a nice aid for, for hunting. Cause I know, uh, there's, there's been a couple of times I've gone out duck hunting without a dog and, uh, you know, you get the chest waders or you get like a raft and you're going through like a swamp and, uh, it's painful and it takes a long time and you don't get to get back to duck hunting until you retrieve your bird. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it could be a lot better with, uh, with the dog. Um, for someone out there who wants to, uh, who wants to train with you, how do they get a hold of you and, and how do they, uh, how do they get training with you? The National Retriever Club of Canada has a website, and mm-hmm. that's the best spot. You can find all of the different clubs across Canada, contact information there for people. 
and uh, through the Canadian Kennel Club as well. They have uh, the, those retriever clubs are able to get a hold of people there. And the other way is word of mouth. Like I think uh, Damien from Punisher is the guy that gave you my name. Is I sold mm -hmm. Damien a dog and he comes out and trains with me and I help him and uh, his dog Lander. So again, word of mouth, right? And that's the best way to do it. And if you've ever, if Damien's funny, <laughs> I get a kick out of him because he just wanted a dog just to hunt and pick up birds. And so now he has a dog that's steady, doing doubles and triples, doing blind retrieves where the dog has no idea where the bird is and it may be like 200 yards away. And you line the dog up and send it. And when it gets offline, you stop it and tell it to go right or left or away from you. And his dog is doing all that stuff now at two years old. And he's going, I would have never thought. So yeah. pretty cool. Remote controlled Just, bird retrieving he, uh, machine. I encouraged him to come out. And he was, he's was he been a good student. So Yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. Perfect. Uh, how do people get a hold of uh, you at, at Cedar Ridge Retrievers? Uh, well, you would have to uh, fire me a text or an email. So that's probably the best way to do it. The, the email is probably the easiest. Hey, I'm, oh. I'm not, like I said, this is, this is mainly hobby stuff. This isn't uh, making me a million dollars. I'm, uh, I'm just out to, like, I've been training dogs, like I said, since 1980. And this is how I enjoy my off time or my retirement. Oh, oh lost him again. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I really am serious about going over there and, you know, snuggling his puppies. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you should bring your puppy over there. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bill. Yeah. Sounds fantastic. So um, we have your email address. So if anyone's in the, uh, in the Ontario area, Kingston area, how far, how far do people Kingston, travel yeah. to, uh, to train with you, Kingston? Well, let's see. Uh, <laughs> we're heading to North Bay next week to do some training. There's a guy up there that's got a facility, you know, with some land and water. And so there's a group of us that train regularly around here. We're going to take off and go there. But I would drive an hour and a half just to hook up with some other guys, that, uh, like minded individuals, and throw some birds and do some training. So awesome. it just depends. Okay. The day well, depends on the weather, depends on where you're going, right? Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for any listeners that uh, that want to get hooked up and uh, and train up their dog, uh, I guess reach out to us and, and we'll uh, pass on Bill's contact information so you can check him out. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And and there's lots of people that have contacted me, friends of friends, right, that are looking for puppies. And so I steer them in the right direction and get them to uh, get them in touch with breeders across this part of Ontario and Quebec, who uh, who I know are having pretty decent uh pedigree pretty decent working dog litters and i recommend them and away they go go Perfect. get a dog is if people are looking for puppies then they can contact you and get recommendations yeah yeah i, I, like, like I said it's no big deal and uh, i don't mind doing it i would prefer you get a decent bred dog and be happy with it and maybe not want to do anything more than just be a pet with it but i would rather you get a, a well-bred dog and be happy with it than to go and buy a Gigi or someplace or from somebody who you have no idea who they are and then be disappointed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show again, Bill. And uh, uh, yeah, look forward to it. Thanks again to Bill from Cedar Ridge Retrievers. So if you want to get a hold of him, just uh, send us an email and we will uh, forward your, his uh, info off to you. Yep. 
and he can go play with dogs at his place. Yeah. <laughs> like Aww. train him how to do stuff, how to do cool stuff. The reality like, get you a beer is from the fridge. Exactly. Retrieve that's- me a beer. Yeah. That's that'd be the first one. <laughs> Retrieve me a beer. Beer. And you're gonna do it. Beer. But get me a beer. We do know that it's training the person more than the dog. Like the Caesar Milan yeah. thing? Yeah, you have to train the person. Yeah. Calm, assertive energy. Then your dog will just get whatever you want for him. Get me a beer. <laughs> beer. Beer. Doesn't work on my cat. Beer. Yeah. You've trained your children to do that, though, right? Yes, I could yell right now, and I would Baby. get a beer somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Anyways, let's get on to listener feedback. Right. <laughs> listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood, steel, and dog refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. How do you dog if you, want, if you want your dog with like a with Cerco finish on it or something like that, blinged out, gold finish, <laughs> yeah. contact Army DC Gunsmith. Uh, not much going on Facebook today. A little bit quiet. Uh, yeah. I want to get into the emails, though. Uh, Kyle, do you want to take this one from Kevin? Sure. Hello. Adriel Kelly and noobs, welcome to the show. Listening to the last episode, I was disheartened to hear Canpar stop delivering firearm products as less competition always leads to higher rates. In case nobody has mansplained how the Postal Service works to Adriel yet, the legal answer is alcohol and tobacco is the original purpose for the 18 or 19 plus with signature. This includes all legal vaping and cannabis products, However, weirdly excludes medication when prescribed. Anyways, as an avid, as an avid, unusual pistol collector, I'd like to welcome the new dudes to the show. And since I've been an uh, LC with CP for the last 15 years, I can probably crudely answer any weird postal questions you guys have anonymously, you have anonymously on or outside the podcast, as long as you guys are okay with raw explicitives. Cheers, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, of course we are. You listen to the show. <laughs> All right. So from today, we got a dog guy, and we got a Canada Post guy. Yeah, we know. We know a guy. We know a we guy. Know a guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know got about like uh, where to get some stamps. Yeah, cheap, interesting. He says the signature for eighteen plus was originally because of alcohol and tobacco. By the way, you can no longer actually ship alcohol through Canada Post. They ask. You can't do it. So uh don't tell them. Yeah. It's a it's, it's a no. box. <laughs> Does it have any is it a, yeah. No, it's never been asked that. It's like yep, sure, there. Yep. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's, yeah, that's actually one nice thing that I'm looking forward to is uh not having to do the 18 or 19 plus thing. I want to just do signature because when I get stuff delivered to me, I gotta do the I think I complained about this last time. Rigor yes. mole where I get yes. the slip and I got to go to the post yes. office. Yes. No. Leave yeah. the gun here, please. I don't care if you leave it between the screen door and my other door. <laughs> it's fine. 
Yeah. yeah, I got a camera. I got one of them camera things. Oh, come on. You shows the postman through. coming uh, up. I've actually thought of taking my work laptop outside and sitting on the porch and watching the mailbox. So when, they, when the, the carrier comes, I'm actually there to grab it. <laughs> I've never actually done it, but... Oh, the nest nest cams are the best because I can see I can see them coming in and I can just like walk down and by the time they get to the front door and, and have rung it and like scanned in the thing, I'm like right there and I just grab it. All you have to do you if you have one of the doorbell cameras and then mm-hmm. it has the speaker on it, just leave it on the door. Move away from the door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drop it. <laughs> I wish Canada Post delivered to my house. They'll deliver the ma- the mail in the mailbox couple hundred meters up the road, but they will not deliver yeah. parcels to my house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for that, Kevin. Uh, we got anything from like Patreon or Instagram or Facebook? Nope. Nothing? Nope. And no. Nope. Nothing over there. If you want us to uh, read what's, what you sent us, send us an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. You can talk about, uh, you know, Canada Post or uh, dogs or something like that. But guns would be preferred. Mm-hmm. Something, something to do with guns. How about guns in Canada Post with dogs? Hmm. No? Or how about mailing a gun to mailing the dog? Mailing a dog? Just poke a couple holes in it. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> the box, Aww. not the dog. The box. <laughs> Just, okay. You gotta clarify that stuff. <laughs> Adriel. Patreon supporters. <laughs> if you'd like to help support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash slamfire radio. Uh, and we will uh, put a patch and a sticker in the mail for you. And we need to come up with some better swag. We're gonna get some better swag. Hey, if you got some ideas for some better swag, hey, email us at slamfirereradio at gmail.com. We want to come some. up with some something different. Although I like hats. Different. We need a new hat. Hats would be cool. Yeah. Something different. We tried t-shirts. Mm. Mm. Don't want to do something that's the same. Do something that's different. Could do chamber really? flags, but I already got like a million chamber flags. Yeah, no, we don't want chamber yeah. flags. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Anyways, you got okay. an idea? Smarter than us? Email us. <laughs> Everybody's smarter than us. <laughs> <laughs> Shoutouts. Uh Kyle. I just want to shout out Corth Group and Proof Research for helping with the barrel for my hunting rifle. Nice. That's going to be a very fancy hunting rifle. It is. It will be, yes. Mm. My hunting rifle this year will also be fancy. It will be a one-of-a-kind gunsmith by me with a Dremel (laughs) while I uh, was a couple of beers in. Oh, dear. (laughs) Perfect. That's kind of of all my guns. Kind of all my guns feel the kiss of that Dremel at some point. (laughs) Beer is usually involved, too. Uh, anyone else for shoutouts? Mo? No. Nope. Uh, the OPP officers that let me cross the border so I can get to my match and see my family. So thank you. Yeah, that didn't do the takedown in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That too. Yeah. Yeah, they just didn't ask the right questions. That's all. Okay. I wanted to give a shout out to Kelly and Kyle Kincaid for hosting me this weekend and also, you know, doing some reloading. It was a lot of fun. I, I took some videos for those of anybody. Go to my personal facebook page and you can see some of the videos of us reloading and yeah that's about it cool all right uh just to sign off here check us out on gun owners of canada likes on facebook we're at uh probably more than that 2800 or so likes uh you can give us a review on facebook so if you like the show review us over there 
Uh, join the CCFR, and we'll see you next week. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.